Hi, I'm Gilbert. I'm one of the pastors at Victory, and I'm the president of Every Nation Philippines. We're committed to plant churches, reach campuses, and bring the gospel to the nations. I hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. Good morning, everyone. Magandang umaga sa inyong lahat. And I would want to initially, of course, first give you a greeting. Unang-una sa lahat, Merry Christmas. Yan. Pakibati mo naman yung maganda at gwapo mong katabi ng Merry Christmas. Sabihin mo, wag mo kong kakalimutan ngayong Pasko. Yun. Nagbilin na kagad, ano? Alright, let's head on straight to the Word of God today. We'd like to welcome you back to our series, The Road Out. And what we've been looking at is the place wherein God rescued His people and delivered His people when they thought there was no more road out. And maybe some of you would use idiomatic expressions such as, uh, I'm already at the end of my rope. Or wala na akong pwedeng patunguhan. Lahat ng kalsada, lahat ng daan ay parang sarado na. And sometimes we share that same kind of feeling. And if you're one of those people who feel like that today, you are in the right place. Why? Because this is exactly what we have been talking about. That God would create miracles to show His people that He can provide the road out. So I want you to turn your Bible with me to Exodus chapter 11. We're going to see on how God has faithfully and will faithfully deliver His people. So now we are in the part wherein we're going to talk about the final plague. So there were 10 plagues and this is now the final of it all. So let me read Exodus chapter 11, verses 1 to 6. It says here, The Lord said to Moses, Yet one plague more I will bring upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go from here. And when he lets you go, he will drive you away completely. Speak now in the heart of the people that they ask every man of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor for silver and gold jewelry. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man, Moses, was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. So Moses said, Thus says the Lord, about midnight I will go out in the midst of Egypt, and every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on the throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle. There shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there has never been, nor ever will be again. This is the word of the Lord for us this morning. I'd like to request everyone to bow your heads as we take this time to pray. Panginoon, maraming maraming salamat sa umagang ito. Unang-una sa lahat, Lord, dinadakila ka namin, God. Lord, we know that you are a God who is faithful. And today, God, we just want to acknowledge that with everything that's happening around us, we just want to confess and declare that you are God. And more than just confessing and declaring you are God who is sovereign, faithful, and true, and powerful, we equally would want to declare that you are not only God, but you are our God, and that we are yours. Lord, today I pray that you would give so much grace for your people to be able to understand and at the same time see the word not only from our perspective, but from your perspective today. I speak blessing and grace to be upon each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
I remember about eight years ago, that was 2015, if my math serves me right, I had the chance to go to Egypt to do campus ministry there. We had a program for a lot of young people uh, in Cairo in the middle of it all, and we did some campus ministry work there. And during our leisure time, we, I took the time to, I have photos here to ride a camel, and at the same time, uh, right at the other end of our photo, mer- nagpunta kami ng, ano, ng Nile River. So behind the next photo, that's the Nile River. So I was trying to imagine, on my first encounter with the Nile River, hinawakan ko pa nga, eh, nakapunta pa ako doon sa part, parang ito ba yung naging dugo nung panahon na yon, di ba? Dito nang galing yung mga langaw, and everything else. So within the course of my musings in Egypt, I had the guts to ask one of our pastors. Yung pastors natin doon sa Egypt na yon, they're not a part of every nation, but they're equally a great church. I asked the pastor there and I asked him, Pastor, sabi ko, um, uh, how do you view uh, reading Exodus? Parang, how do you feel every time you read Exodus? So nagtataka siya, he was asking me, so what do you mean by that? What do you mean, what do I feel about every time I read Exodus? No, 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 it's just like this, sabi ko. It's like, don't you realize that you being an Egyptian, you're like the villain there. Diba? You're like the major villain. God was mad at you. and you're, I, th- I, I thought I was probing too much, ano? but he was kind enough to answer me. Ang sabi lang niya, oh yeah, now I get what you're saying. And he said this, it all depends on how you view the plagues. And then we started a very good biblical discourse on the plagues, wherein every time you look at scripture, there is always something that's happening. Yes, that is true. God is judging Egypt. But every time in Scripture, there's always a bigger narrative. There's always a bigger narrative. And we ended up by declaring and saying that, yes, you, you imagine this, that the same plague that has struck the Egyptians is the same plague that has freed the Israelites. It's just like that. So, kumbaga, if you were an Israelite back then, that same plague freed you, delivered you. Now, if you were an Egyptian back then, the same plague tormented you and caused you so much pain. So we were talking about, so it now depends who you're going to trust. Ask the person next to you, who are you going to trust? Sino bang pagkakatiwalaan natin? Parang ganun lang yun, sinasabi niya, pag nagtiwala ka kay Yahweh sa ating Diyos, deliverance yung plague na yun. Kaya nga, there was also a time, we talked about it, wherein Israel was equally judged when they disobeyed God. The temple, the beautiful temple that David and Solomon built, it was put down into ruins because they chose not to trust in God. So, ibig sabihin, the greater narrative here is who do you trust? Try to imagine this. There are two gods, quote-unquote gods, who's trying to present himself. Yahweh, he would say, I am the God. And then Pharaoh, equally, he would say, I am the God. Small letter G, God. Lowercase God. So try to imagine this. Kaya nga nagkaroon talaga ng ultimate battle. Diba? Parang kumbaga, if you are playing video games here, this is the ultimate boss battle. Diba? Ito na yun. Level 10 na. Try to imagine the kind of mercy and grace that God has extended to Pharaoh when the Nile River, level one, diba? the Nile River became blood. And then after that, the frogs came out. Then the gnats came out. Then the flies came out. And then what happened next? The livestock were dead. And then level six, ano yung nangyari? The boils were there. Diba? And then after that, the hail from heaven came and consumed the vegetation back then. And whatever was left, the locusts came and destroyed everything. Then, then level
level 9, ano yung nangyari doon? Walang kuryente sa buong Egypt. Wala silang internet. Na-imagine bang walang internet ngayong panahon na to, di ba? Parang ganun. Wala silang, wala silang ilaw or kahit anuman. Pero sa Goshen, where the Israelites were, they had light. Now here comes the final battle. Who is going to be the God whom the people are going to trust? Now obviously, we know the results. Alam naman natin yung nangyari. It was Yahweh God who won all the way through and it's not even close. So when we look at the verse that we read earlier, what does this final plague show us about God? What does this final plague? Because every miracle that happens shows us a little bit more about the attributes of our God. Verse 11, sorry, chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Ito yung nangyari. When He lets you go, sabi niya rito, He will drive you away completely. Speaking about Pharaoh. Speak now in the hearing of the people that they ask every man of his neighbor and every woman of her neighbor for silver and gold and jewelry. So Moses, God through Moses was saying this, when the final plague happens, this is what I'm going to do. You know, Pharaoh will eventually relinquish control and you are free to go. And when you are going out na, when you're already going out of Egypt, you go to your Egyptian neighbors and ask them, meron ka bang ginto dyan? Pahingi naman. Meron ka bang PS5 dyan? Pahingi naman. Parang kung ano-ano. No? Meron ka bang ano, iPhone 14? Pahingi naman. Yun. So, pwedeng ibigay. Ganun. Ganun, ka, ganun kayo magiging ka-favorable in the sight of the Egyptians. That whatever you ask is going to be restored back to you. What's happening here? What's happening here is that God is showing that when, final, when this final plague happens, and if you end up being in the position of trusting God, there will be a restoration of resources. There will be a restoration of resources. Do you still remember on how the Egyptians tried to limit the resources of the Hebrews? Sabi nilang ganun, mag-produce kayo ng same bricks, pero we're not gonna give you straw. The oppression that they've had, their firstborn also, or, or their male children were being killed in the past. So, when the, when, so that caused them so much poverty in a sense. But when this final plague happens, God is going to restore it back to them. When Egypt limited their resources due to oppression, God will restore His wealth. Now, try to imagine. Let's backtrack ng konti, no? Paano nga ba naging sobrang yaman ng Egypt? Try to remember. And if you're going to backtrack, Exodus chapter 1, and bago mag-Exodus chapter 1, it was Genesis chapter 40 to 52. Makikita natin dito, kaya yumaman ng Egypt dahil kay... Joseph, naalala nyo ba yon? Yung mga Bible stories nyo nung bata? Diba? Si Joseph bilang isang slave na punta sa Egyptian, binigyan siya ng sobrang wisdom na si, na si Joseph inappoint ni Pharaoh na mag-lead ng entire nation during a time of famine. So Joseph was able to amass so much wealth for Egypt that they became very rich. In fact, in Exodus chapter 1, verse 8, ito, ang nangyari bigla is that now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. All of a sudden, the Pharaoh that we currently are encountering in Exodus does not remember what God has for them. Does not remember what God did for the entire nation. That their entire wealth, the reason they became powerful, the reason they became wealthy was because of God Himself. They forgot who set them up to be there. But God did never, God did not forget to bless His people. What does this mean for us now? I just want you to know that if you are living in abundance, don't forget who blessed you. 
don't forget who blessed you. Sino sa atin dito yung katabi niyo mukhang yayamanin yan? Ano? Mukha lang. Mukha namang, may, hindi, hindi naman masyadong nakararangya, pero hindi naman parang naghihirap. Di ba? Don't ever forget where your blessings come from. Don't ever forget who placed you in a capacity to be able to give, to be able to be in a place of blessing others. Why do you have that power? Why do you have that influence? Because God placed you there. That's how it works. That's why I'm so glad we're sending people off. We're sending them, we're supporting them, we're blessing them. Why? Because it is God who has placed us to be in a capacity just like that. So if you are kind of like living in a little bit of abundance, life can be a little bit comfortable. You're not hard up, but it's a little bit comfortable. Remember where your wealth comes from. But equally, if you are in a place right now where there's so much lack, no matter what you do, you've tried so hard, you've invested right, you think, you've calculated all risk, and yet nothing seems to be profitable, remember that God can restore. God can restore. Tell the person next to you, God can restore. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, God can restore. He is able to restore the wealth back to who He wanted to originally want to be the recipient of that. Kung gusto niyang mapunta yon sa mga Hebrews, mapupunta yon sa mga Israelites. That's how good God is. He does that. So an attribute of God as what we see in this final plague is that He is going to restore the fortunes back to Israel. He's a God who restores. Continuing on with the final plague, verse 5, it says here, And every firstborn of the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on the throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle. Now, this is a very sobering thought. Nakalulungkot isipin that it has to arrive to something like this. That Pharaoh, because of the hardness of his heart, did not value the lives of the Egyptians, that something tragic and as terrible as this has to happen. Now remember, God is a God who gives righteous judgment. God is a God who gives righteous judgment. We may not necessarily understand everything right away, but He is and He will always give righteous judgment. Now remember the time, referring back to Exodus chapter 1 once again, wherein there was so much because, because the Hebrews were blessed during the time of Joseph. Dumami sila ng dumami. And then na-threaten yung mga Egyptians. Parang grabe, no? Ino-occupy na nila. Napakarami na nila. So at some point, Pharaoh said this. The new Pharaoh said this. Verse 15 of chapter 1. That the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shipra and the other Fua, when you serve as midwives to the Hebrew women and see them on the birth stool, if it is a son, you shall kill him. But if it's a daughter, you shall let him live. Let her live. Try to imagine Pharaoh, because he thinks he is God, because he thinks he has all the power, he has all the authority, he has the right to enslave people, gave that verdict. There was so much death that has happened in Israel during the time of Moses. That's why Moses was hid by his parents, right? You know the story, niba. Kung, kung gusto nyo ng, ano, ng reference dito, panoorin nyo yung Prince of Egypt, di ba? Parang ganon. Many biblical inaccuracies there, but you know, the emotions are good towards that, ano, watching that movie. But here's the catch. That's why Moses was sent away. Why? Because the Hebrew boys were being killed by this man who thinks he is God himself. Now again, this is just to say that the Lord will never turn a blind eye to that. 
If the Lord is willing to restore the wealth back to the Israelites, the Lord will also give righteous judgment for the lives that are lost. Righteous judgment. He will always judge correctly. So the death of the firstborn equally is what? A righteous judgment towards what has happened to Israel in the past. You know, what I love about God is that He does not turn a blind eye on this matter. You could be in a place now wherein you feel like you have been given or you have been unjustly treated. And if you are a person who is belonging to the Lord, don't worry. The Lord will avenge for that. The Lord will take care of that. It's not, you know, every time I sometimes look at how uh, things are taking its turn in our society now, we're in the marginalized are oppressed, wherein the poor people does not have, you know, seem to not have so much options. And, and all of these things, you know, I, I realize, Lord, I know that there's something we can do and we need to act upon it. But also, I want to put my trust in you, that you are always a righteous judge and you are going to make things happen for your people. It also gives us a good warning that if you are unrighteously dealing with a person who belongs to God, be careful in doing that. Be careful. I also want to say be careful with our actions. When we are placed in a leadership capacity or in an authority, learning from this, let's be careful with our actions. Diba? Sabi mo sa katabi mo, mag-ingat ka. As a service, a warning. Why? Because here's the catch. Whatever it is that you do will also affect other people. Tama ba? Di ba? Halimbawa ganito, no? Halimbawa ikaw, ambawa ako, nagtatapon ako ng basura sa kalsada, di ba? So nagkaklag ngayon yung drainage system. Pagdating ng tagulan, pag bumaha, anong nangyayari? Yung tubig ba sa bahay ko lang napupunta? Di ba? Sana ganun, di ba? Nafafunnel sa bahay ko lang. Di ba? Miraculously, yung bahay ko lang ang binabaha. Hindi lahat tayo affected. Kahit hindi ka nagtatapon ng basura sa kalsada, all of us are being affected by that. Why? Because that's the way the world works in a sense. But God has His righteous judgment. We can trust Him. Remember, this plague is all about who do you trust? Where will you put your bets on if you are a betting person, which we do not encourage, right? Parang where would you put your trust on? Is it going to be in this Pharaoh God? Or is it going to be in Yahweh, the God of the Israelites? Going back to the story, verse 6 in Exodus chapter 11, it says here, There shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there has never been nor ever will be again. God, through this final plague, the attributes of Him that we're seeing, if we put our trust in Him, is this. He will restore the fortunes back to where it needs to be. He will give righteous judgment. And then lastly, this is what He does. He will redeem us from oppression. There is a redemption from oppression that will happen. Remember, the reason why Moses was called to do this. Why? Because God, what? Heard the cry of his people. Meaning to say, the people of God has been crying out. And guess what? The way this entire plague is going to end, the final boss battle is that there is going to be a great cry in the land of not the oppressed, but the oppressors, Egypt. There's going to be, a, that's, the, that's the paradox of it all. You used to cry, now you will cry. That is a tough time 
That is a difficult thing to understand. But this is the kind of God. That's why it's just, so where would you want to be? That's always the question. Would I want to, in this final boss battle, will I trust still Pharaoh, God, who will rely on power, influence, self-promotion, thinking he's God, the wealth, the affluence of Egypt? Or are you going to go for your Hebrew God, whom you may not necessarily see the deliverance right away? Whom you feel like, Lord, bakit, kung, nag, kung totoo ka, God, ba't ako naghihirap? Why do I need a road out from this? That's the entire life picture of the Hebrews back then. But God is always true to His promise that He will redeem His people. Looking at Exodus chapter 1 once again, 1 once again, referring back to verses 9 and 11, ito yung ginawa sa kanila noon, pinahirapan talaga sila. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with heavy burdens. They built for Pharaoh's store cities, Pithom and Ramses. It's just, it's just a description kung paano sila pinahirapan ni Pharaoh. Ang nangyari, okay, you oppress them and what's gonna happen is that you are going to be equally oppressed. Now again, this is such a sobering thing. But this, is, this could be good news. And the only way this becomes a good news is that if we choose in this boss battle, Yahweh God, right? Where will you put your trust in? Pharaoh or Yahweh? And again, if your choice, which is equally my choice, is to trust God, there is something that we ought to do. This is where Exodus chapter 12 comes in. It's an entire chapter about what you call the Passover. The Passover. Tell the person next to you, Passover. Ano ba ang nangyari dito? So kumbaga, walang guarantee na, ma na, 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 ano, na, na hindi mangyayari sa iyo yung death of the firstborn. What you would notice among the plagues was this. The first three plagues affected everyone. The Nile, di ba? the frogs, and the gnats. It was only on the fourth plague that it was directly towards the Egyptians and not the Israelites. Pagdating sa plague number nine, you could see the distinction there. Pagdating ngayon sa plague number 10, the final boss battle, this is just for the Egyptians, obviously, but for the Jewish people, for those who would say, I trust you, Lord, there's something that you ought to do. The Passover. And the Passover is this. It's like a foreshadowing, the greater narrative of what is to come. You are supposed to what? To get a young male goat that is unblemished and put the blood of that goat, or sorry, of that lamb in the doorpost, and then the doorpost will serve as a reminder who you serve. And what you're going to do is you're going to eat the meat of that. In Exodus chapter 12, let me read what's the implication of this for the entire nation of Israel. Exodus 12, For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the, and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass Pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. Naisip ko nga minsan, eh paano kaya kung may Egyptian na naglagay ng ganun? Alam mo yung nakiki, ano, nakikimanood lang. Uy, ganun ginagawa ng kapitbahay kong Hebrew, di ba? Nilagay din niya. I honestly think, you know, the angel of death would pass through that. Or maybe, merong Israelite na parang, ayoko nga gawin yan. I'm sure it's gonna affect them as well. Because it's through the blood of that lamb that they are not going to experience death. Okay? Verse 24. You shall observe this rite as a statute for you and your sons forever. 
you will remember this for the rest of your lives. And when you come to the land that the Lord will give you, as He promised, you shall keep this service. And when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? You shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, for He passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when He struck the Egyptians but spared our houses. And the people bowed their heads and worshipped. It's a picture. Yes, you're putting your trust in Christ. You're putting your trust in Yahweh God. But there's this something that you have to affirm. You have to affirm this. And when I say it's like a foreshadowing, isn't that a picture that after they put the lamb, the, the, the blood of the lamb on their doorpost, they were commanded to eat the meat. And that's like a, a sobering picture for me, wherein when, the, when, the, when there's a loud groaning, and cry in the land of Egypt, what were the Israelites doing? They were having lamb chops, barbecue party. Parang ganun, di ba? Nagluluto sila, kumakain sila, parang umiiyak yung nandun. It's like a, a foreshadowing or, or a picture of heaven and hell for me. You know, revelations would speak of that, where there would be a weeping and a gnashing of teeth in a place that do not trust the Lord, right? And then for those who trust the Lord, there will be a celebration of life, no matter how difficult life here on earth is. There will be a celebration of life. But another thing, another foreshadowing in a sense that the Passover gives us is that we're not the ones saving ourselves. Tell the person next to you, you're not saving yourself. You're not saving yourself. What saves you is the presence of the blood, right? It's the presence of the blood. Remember this forever. Never, ever forget the one who has saved you. The one who has delivered you is not because you are living in the right place, right? It's not because you are more affluent than others. You have more resources than your neighbor. It's not because you went to church just like anyone else. It's the presence of the blood. And that blood ultimately is the blood of the Lamb. Do you know why? Because at some point in our lives, we were deeply oppressed by sin. Some of us still are. We're having a difficulty. We feel like, Lord, okay, isang New Year's resolution lang yan. I would be able to overcome this. But guess what? Total, September naman na, di ba? Uh, but guess what? You know, two weeks later, you are finding yourself, once again, being pulled by the one that enslaves you, the one that oppresses you. So we need to be delivered from our ultimate oppressor, which is sin. And there's a way. There's only one way for us to be delivered from sin. Speaking of which, I remember a time when I was in high school. Sino sa atin dito inabutan yun yung nag-cleaners kayo sa classroom? That's not child slavery, guys, okay? It's just right. You could, please do that. If you're a teacher, we can let some of our students clean, okay? I remember na, when I was in high school, um, naiwan kami magkaibigan, cleaner kami. So, one of my friend and I, so napunta sa akin yung walis. Nagwawalis ako, and then guess what? My friend brought in a tape, tape panong panahon na yun, ano? of our favorite rock band. So, may cassette doon, so pinatugtog niya, and then, masarap naman kasi maglinis, di ba? Habang, habang nakikinig ka sa favorite music niyo. So, you know, guess what? I mean, there was a part there in the music wherein it's the electric guitar time. You know that, right? And then it's the electric guitar. You're gonna make it sound something like that. Diba? And then, syempre, hawak ko yung walis. Guess what? The, the broom instantly became a guitar. Diba? And then you're trying to like play it. And just like any other, 
you know, rock stuff during the 90s and 80s, what, what those things, what those people used to do was that at the end of their, you know, performances, what they do it, what do they do? They throw away their instrument, right? So guess, I mean, I don't know where I got that, but all of a sudden, that's what I felt. So what I did was at the end of the music of that certain piece that's being played, I threw away the broom, right? And guess, no, I was seeing the broom fly, and it's heading straight right into our class aquarium. And all of a sudden, it hit our class aquarium and bang, nabasag. Oh no, I have no way out of here, I realized. Why? Because one, I don't know if my parents could ever afford to pay for that. I could not afford to pay for that. That's why I kept it as a secret from my parents. But the first thing I did was this. I blamed my classmate. Ikaw kasi, nagpatugtug ka. Tinuro ko kagad, seriously. That was when I felt like, that's unreasonable. I went to the convenience store and brought a mighty bond. Bought a mighty bond. Guess what? Mina mighty bond ko yung glass. I mean, that's so foolish. You do not mighty bond a glass, right? And then I realized I'm trying to fix it myself. That does not work as well. So we just kept it on the side. You know, we cleaned it up. And then the following day, um, my teacher, homeroom teacher, pinauwi na kaming lahat. Pinauwi na silang lahat na sinabing, ah, uh, Nunag, maiwan ka. That's my last name, di ba? Maiwan ka. Tapos nung karap ko na yung teacher ko, the first thing I told my teacher was, Bakit po, ma'am? <laughs> Denial. I'm trying to deny it happened. That's what sin does, I realized later on. I will try to put the blame on other people. I will try to fix it myself. This is how enslaved I am. I would try to fix it myself. And then when that doesn't work, what do I do? I deny it ever exists. But the only thing that warrants my freedom for this is what my teacher did. Guess what my teacher did? Sinabi niya kagad sa akin, alam namin ikaw yung nakabasag ng aquarium, and sabi niya, and we forgive you. We forgive you. It's due for replacement anyway. We're going to not hold you accountable for it. Guess what happened to me? I was given pardon. That's the only way. I was given pardon. It has nothing to do with who I am, what I've done, what I tried to do, it was just a pardon coming from someone higher than me who has an authority to pardon me. And this is exactly what the Passover did. Those people inside, were they sinful as well? Probably. Did they doubt God as well? Yes, but they were pardoned from their sins. And this is what we need. We need the pardon coming from God. And this is exactly why Jesus Christ had to come. Try to imagine this. Pharaoh had a son did not survive death, but Yahweh God had a son whom he sent. He died, but he survived death three days later. And he did that so that you and I can be pardoned from our sins. Let me read my final verse, 1 Corinthians 15. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Our ultimate oppressor, sin, will cause us to die for the rest of eternity. But our Savior pardoned us, died on our behalf so that we don't have to be. And as a result of that, the sting of death is sin, the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord your labor, Lord, that, the, that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. 
There is a labor that's involved here. You know what Christ is doing here? Pharaoh would want us to follow him by enslaving us. But what Christ does is this. He wants him, he wants us to follow him, but he sacrifices his life first. And as a result of that, we do what is right towards God. I want us all to stand. I want to take this time to pray for us today as a church. But I want us to remember this, that it is the blood of Christ that came to deliver us, that Christ came to deliver us from sin so that we can be fully devoted to Him. It's a matter of devotion. Who you choose within that boss battle is a matter of devotion. It's a matter of, I choose you, Pharaoh, but the result of that will always be enslavement. Or if I choose you, Christ, who gave your life for me, the result of that would be devotion. I would be doing things for you, Lord. Not because you're enslaving me, but because you are so good to me. You gave your life for me. Let us bow our heads as we pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for showing us the road out. We have been enslaved by sin. There have been so many things, God, that sometimes we would choose over you, Lord. But thank you because you're the only one who can set us free. Lord, today, we want to put our trust in you. Just begin to pray that as you're standing there. Lord, I want to put my trust in you. Lord, I choose you. I choose you over Pharaoh God. I choose you over the God of wealth, possessions, the God of dreams, or God of self-determination. I choose you over that, God. And help me live my life for you. I want to take this time to pray for some of us as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. You feel like there is a situation that you're in now? that you're asking God, God, please deliver me from this. Lord, deliver you po ako dito, whether this is self-inflicted or whether you've been a victim of something, you've been oppressed, you're a victim of something, whether this is relational, whether this is economical, whatever nature that is, if you're asking God, God, please deliver me from this. If it's an area of sin, if it's an area of reluctance, of apathy, if it's an area where, and I don't want to obey you, God, Lord, if, but, but if you're saying, God, Deliver me from this. I want to pray for you today. Could you lift up your hand if that is you? Lord, this is me, God. Deliver me. Deliver me from this. Lord, thank you. We raise our hands to you, God. Those who are raising their hands to you, Lord, you know that every hands raised is equal to a certain situation they're asking you for to deliver them. And God, I pray that as we put our trust in you, Lord, as we put our trust in Jesus Christ, God, we pray, Lord, that you will show yourself faithful, God, that whatever that tries to endanger them, Lord, that spirit, that sting of death that would try to endanger them will not harm them anymore in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray you give them hope, you give them grace. I thank you that you would assure them of your goodness and of your love over your, their lives, God. Lord, I pray for a miraculous deliverance upon their lives, Lord. Deliver them according to your grace and according to who you are. Could you all lift up our hands for the rest of us? Let's lift up our hands. Lord, also we want to be a church who would be known as a church who trusts you. Lord, may we make a difference in the campuses, in the community, in our workplaces, in our business. Lord, I thank you 
that we will be known here as people, not as arrogant, obnoxious people, but as people who will completely trust you, whether the deliverance, Lord, is something that we see tangibly or whether the deliverance is coming. Lord, I speak blessing over their faith. Thank you that you will take care of them today. May you be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. You can visit victor.org.ph to find a church, join a victory group, and give online. Thank you for partnering with us, discipling the city, the nation, and the world through your generosity. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.